Good morning, good evening, good fortnight, good morrow. Welcome or welcome back to Fuckeries in Dating, the podcast where I talk about whatevs within the parameters of the stated title. But first, let's check in, shall we? How are you? How's the wife and kids? Uh huh. Yeah? How's the baby? Vaccinated? Yeah? Growing a vestigial tail yet? <laughs> LOL, I kid, I kid. Just don't take the Johnson & Johnson one, you'll be fine. Me? I'm great-ish, you know. But thanks for asking. Now that we've checked in, let's get to the business. The list. The list. The list of criteria to determine if a woman is a quote-unquote good girl. Now, I posted this on my IG and I was compelled to actually talk a little bit more about this list as I thought the nature of the list would be obvious, but alack and alas, twas not exactly. Now, allow me to first tell you how I came to view this list before we actually get to the list. Now, I was doing some preliminary research on purity culture and its side effects. One vlogger had done a video on it, and I was looking for that video. Now, I came upon a video by another vlogger commenting on the credibility of the vlogger whose video I was looking for. You still with me? Good. Intrigued, I stopped there, and I clicked play. And I'm watching and listening Whereas most of the time, I do just listen while I do other things. And I see on the screen a list written by the vlogger I'm currently listening to. And, well, he was talking about hairstyles and how they were indicators of character and personality. And he refers to a list he created titled, How to Look Like a Whore. As I say, what now? I look at the screen closer and there is a list. And on this list of how to look like a whore, which he said he posted to Twitter, were the following. Now, I did go to Twitter because I wanted to see a bigger version of it because it was just a small graphic. But he'd recently been banned from Twitter. So (laughs) there's that. But back to the list on how to look like a whore. Number one, have bangs. Number two, wear oversized glasses because the small ones make you look like a librarian, I guess. Number three, crop tops. Number four, Doc Martens, which is a footwear brand if you are unfamiliar. Number five, baggy mom jeans. Baggy mom jeans jeans lord number six paint on face parenthetical makeup number seven overweight and obesity number eight dark lipstick number nine short bob haircut now when someone did ask what was wrong with a bob haircut he replied and i quote It's a feminist liberal look. Now, if you're anti-feminist, as I am, just say that. 
but you ain't got to be an asshole. I'm sure feminists wear panties, so should I not wear panties because it's a liberal feminist look? But then again, they were burning their bras at one point in time in history, right? So they probably don't even wear drawers at this point. But anyway, uh, and did I mention that he's also a Christian? His IG bio includes, I teach women how to behave. So this Christian man is unaware that this job was tasked to older women, not not hyperbolic, rude, disingenuous men. But that's not where I'm going. So let me move forward. Number 10 on the list of how to look like a hoa says the F word. Number 11 takes selfies. Number 12, leather jacket. Number 13, has an OnlyFans. Now, like I mentioned before, I couldn't find this list so I can see what else was written on it. But I did find another one, apparently written by one of his disciples. And I posted this list to my IG with my own questions. And this list was the quote unquote, good girl checklist. On this good girl checklist, there are 10 bullets by which a man can identify his potential. Number one, shy. Number two, no tattoos. Number three, strong, loving father. Number four, doesn't like to drink or party. Number five, likes to read literature. Number six, likes to cook and eat healthy. Number seven, long index fingers. Number eight, soft, pretty feet. Number nine, natural hair color. And number 10, the piece de resistance to le good girl. Eh? No vans in her closet, exclamation mark. Now, I did have a reply that caught my attention when I posted this. And the, pli- the reply said, and I quote, this is accurate though. Is it? I mean, I am with the shits. So it doesn't surprise me that this comment had an LOL emoji at the end. But for real, is it accurate? Because the fuckery seemed to be glaring to me, at least. Now, I did reply and I said, please educate me on the long index finger criteria. See, I already knew what the original author of the list had said about index fingers, but I wanted to know if it was universal fuckery. It wasn't because the person could not answer that, but did reply with, and I quote, everything else points to a feminine cooperative woman. Let's have a chat, shall we? Now, it is my understanding in these days and times that men, generally and sexually speaking, 
want a feminine cooperative woman. I think that is a worthy, noble, and admirable desire. A reasonable desire. I support it. I have absolutely no rebuttal. I just have questions on areas in which I need clarity. Good girl. How is good defined? What is the origin for the definition being used? Are you good? Does a man need to be good to acquire the attentions or affections of a good girl? I mean, we all know that based on the marketplace, men are judged by different standards than women. For women, it is youth and beauty and fertility and men, it is money and pretty much nothing else. That's what they say anyway. But um, let us go back through this list a little more slowly, shall we? Number one, shy. Shy is an adjective. It means being reserved or having or showing nervousness or timidity in the company of other people. Shyness can mean feeling uncomfortable, self-conscious, nervous, bashful, timid, or insecure. Shyness is the opposite of being at ease with yourself around other people. When people feel shy, they might hesitate to say or do something because they're unsure of themselves or they're just not ready to be noticed. If that is a trait desirable to a man, be free. Have what makes you happy. Being an introvert, I'm often mistaken for being shy when I'm really not. I'm merely just observing and internally processing what I see. Does that count? Mm. Not that I'm really trying to find myself within this list. I just had a question. Number two, tattoos. This is pretty self-explanatory as many people feel like only military personnel should have these unless you're tribal, of course, and have tribal tattoos. Tattoos have come a long way in terms of evolution of acceptance, but this is purely subjective. If you want a tat-free lady, I do not disagree. Number three, a strong, loving father. Dear whoever authored this list, you would have to take this up with my mama as I would have no control over the presence or absence of a strong, loving father. I do hear this a lot from men in terms of how to vet a potential. Look for the woman's relationship with her father. I'm going to err on the side of, you know, best practices and say maybe you don't just mean father. Maybe you mean any strong male figurehead or, you know, uncle, godfather, teacher. I don't know. I have seen girls who I know have had preachers or deacons for dads, guessing there was some love and strength or appearance of, and they aren't the most grounded ladies I know at all. Are they cooperative and agreeable and feminine? Perhaps. But some of them are also stage five clingers. I just don't believe in holding somebody to a standard they have no control over. Moving on. Number four, 
doesn't like to drink or party. Now, I, I do I do believe I see where you're going with this. You want a woman to come home at night. I do not dispute this. I do not refute this. However, this is not necessarily a viable indicator of a feminine cooperative woman not that you can't be feminine or cooperative while being agoraphobic or living with social anxiety i mean you know you can be a feminine cooperative hermit let's see try to get her out the house to go on vacation or something but i digress number five likes to read literature Someone please draw a line, a straight one, not a crooked one, from reading literature to feminine cooperative woman, because y'all then added common core standards to your dating requirements. Number six, likes to cook and eat healthy. This is interesting, and I do applaud this, but this has been Homer's odyssey for me to find a man that likes to eat healthy on any consistent basis. But this does make me think of vegans and Freely the Banana Girl. Annoying and arrogant as fuck. But do what makes you happy. Number seven. Long index fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give y'all to the end of this calendar year to make this make sense. Number eight. Soft, pretty feet. I feel like this metric was socially engineered because I don't know where the feet obsession came from historically. I don't disagree either, but if you have feet like Adrian Broner, you need to pick the beam out of your own eye first. This is actually not even an indicator of a feminine cooperative woman at all. It's just a preference of aesthetics. Someone draw the line from here to there for me. Self-care, hygiene, They're marks of stable, well-rounded people. But there are also many masculine-like feminists sitting in Asian nail salons right now who are neither cooperative nor feminine. And they will tell you their WAP is not only their best asset, but their key to the universe. Number nine, natural hair color. As a person of unnatural hair color, I'm not offended. No harm, no foul. This does sound more like a corporate requirement than an indicator of a feminine cooperative woman, but I get it, I think. You want someone safe and conforming. No sudden changes. Though you may come home and she's chopped off pretty much all of her naturally colored hair. And we all know how men just love short hair on a woman. And number 10. No vans in her closet. The fact that this is on the bottom of the list is not lost on me because at this point, I would not even be able to go on if there were more. Someone explain this to me. Find me on Instagram, fuckeries underscore in underscore dating and explain this to me like I'm five. I will give y'all till New Year's Eve to make your case. Overall, this list is someone's personal preferences, and I don't mind. 
because we all have our preferences. We all have our wants, our needs, and our desires. My issue is not with the masculine man wanting a feminine woman or creating parameters for themselves by which to vet a potential. Not at all. I salute you, chief. My issue is that this list becomes the talking points by which all women are judged and their worth or worthiness to date, love, marry, determined. And the metrics are not even qualified. No one, not the author nor the commentators, were able to qualify how the absence or presence of vans in a woman's closet relate to her femininity. I'm sure you can build an argument, and I'm also sure that argument would be anecdotal. The sum total of the matter is the list as a personal tool or a journal diary entry is fine. It's dandy even. The list as a metric by which to judge real people in real life is unreasonable and is damn near hostile. Femininity is not a list of aesthetic preferences. Femininity is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles. Not a diary of things that you want to manifest through the law of attraction. If you want a feminine and cooperative woman, say that. But know what that looks like in real time, in real life. Out of the 10 bullets on this list, I think maybe half of them fall under the umbrella of femininity. The rest are the author's personal preferences and should have been stated as such. But then again, it's the Twitterverse, not real life. What can I say? But anyway, that's all I really had to say on the matter. Now I got to go see a cat about a man. As usual, take care of yourselves, take care of your physical health, your mental health, like, share, subscribe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and wear condoms, okay? Bye!